This podcast is brought to you by Clean Cup Coffee, 100% organic, non-GMO coffee delivered straight to your door. They're not just coffee beans. They got all sorts of coffee products from soaps to candles. Place your order today at cleancupcoffee.com. You got any questions or comments while you're listening? Feel free to use the hashtag RacesRecap. If you want to see the video versions of this podcast, check it out at RacesRecap.com. Look forward to chatting with you. Hey there, what do you say there, world? We are back with so much energy, so much love and passion for this race because this has to be the best episode of the season. But not so much voice, right? No, my voice is terrible. (laughs) My name is Justin. Diana. This is James Earl from Team Alabama. And special guest... Corey. Hey! Hello. So pumped. My Uh, favorite, my team. All right. So (laughs) before we get to the recap, you know how this works. We hang out with Corey. We we talk some junk. We can talk about any episodes, including this episode. As you can hear, my voice is tore up from Reality Rally. Uh, We were out there having a great time in Temeca. If you don't know what I'm talking about, just Google it. Put that in a separate tab and check it out later. It's amazing. So James Earl is going to do a lot of the heavy lifting today, and I really appreciate that. There's no problem. I love doing this because this was such a good episode. And I want to talk to Corey a lot about the past two episodes. But instead of focusing on just all the negative, I do want to point out that the first five episodes, y'all killed it. Like, absolutely killed it. Um, So I don't want to, like, over, like, just gloss over that because there's no, like, y'all got, what, three second place and two first place finishes. Yeah. All I that mean, being said, some interesting stuff is in the last two episodes with y'all. <laughs> we just didn't want to get all ones and twos. We're like, let's see what it's like to be at the back of the pack. <laughs> it's not fun. It's someone who is at the back of the pack a lot. It is not fun. No, yeah. it's not fun. Tell us what it's like. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm kidding. Come on, you're on my team. I'm like, leg one? It was just like your guys' leg one. Oh, oh, you're right, because we both cried. Um, (laughs) No, this is going to be such a fun episode to recap. And obviously, uh, thank you for taking time. You were down in Australia with uh, Tyler doing your your tour thing, and I really appreciate it, especially with yesterday's mix-up. So thank you, guys. Oh, no worries. It's bright and early in the morning here today. (laughs) All All right, so get to it. I really just want to jump into the stance because (laughs) go for it. I mean, (laughs) damn, not even slow start. You went right. I just went right for the jugular. (laughs) So from what I understand, because I've been reading all of like y'all's tweets and blogs and all that good jazz, you were there for like four hours doing this. Yeah, one of the our camera crew when we left. that day he had said i mean you lose all track of time at any of the challenges it's like we see tweets and questions and people are like how long did it take to thread the rug in georgia or in armenia and how long were you at the dance and it's like i think you kind of lose track of time because you're just always so focused on the task but when we left uh, when scott and i left our cameraman told both of us that it was like three to four hours that we were there practicing and doing that dance and tyler insisted when we left everyone uh when we finally catch up with the teams at the next airport, everyone kind of asked us how long we were there and how many tries it took. Uh, Tyler said I was up to like 15 to 20, but I thought it was around like 10 to 12. But it was interesting (laughs) to see them show, I think they said seven on TV. I mean, it very well could have been seven. I have no idea. That day was like a blur. Well, I saw the dance and and I said to Justin, I'm like, I would have cried. Like, I would do the tango. Our tango now looks like the easiest thing in the world compared to what you yeah. have to do. And I'm not going to lie, Corey. When you came out, 
I laughed. We both like, laughed out loud. <laughs> you were so it's cute, like, though. When you when you see that episode, so when Dana and Matt got lost at the detour and they came back out when we were leaving the candy, we kind of, I mean, they probably had the same mindset, too. We wanted them to stay with us so at least we knew where one other team was. And I'm sure that was probably their mindset, too, which is why we were really selling how hard the candy detour was. I mean, so we also loved yeah, I mean, we also loved the dancers a lot, so it, it was a little bit of both. I mean, we wanted to tell them that it was hard. We wanted them to stick around, but in the back of my mind, I wanted to at least know where one of the other teams were. So we had them come with us. Their cab just followed ours to the winery because their guy had no idea where he was going. And we did that task together, and even in the episode, they edited it like Matt and Dana finished and left before we did we literally finished simultaneously, and they again then left with us to go to the theater. Right. The only reason they beat us there was because our guy stopped for gas. Um, and you also had to drop off, uh, like if you made candy, you had to take candy to this candy shop to get your next clue. And if you made wine, you had to take a box of wine to the same place to get the clue that said to go to the theater. So mm-hmm. we stopped to get gas. Anyways, we got to the theater right after they did. And it's like when you got there and you picked your instructor and put on your clothes, uh, you went into a room to watch them do the full performance the first time for your, like your example. Well, because we were like a minute behind Matt and Dana, they had me just run in the room and watch like the second half of her performance, <laughs> like uh, of the demonstration that was for Dana. And it's like I'm putting on my wig and putting on my shoes and not even really paying attention because I'm like, let's just learn the dance. I don't need to see what this demonstration looks like. So it's like when I went in and started learning it, you could tell when my first attempt, I attempt, I had no idea what the tempo of the dance was. I had no <laughs> idea like how fast you were supposed to be going. And it's like they teach you those steps so slowly. I was like, oh, this is such an easy dance. Like you're just like walking through it. I am glad you cleared that up because when I watched the episode and saw how slow you're doing, I was like, oh, bless. I know. That's a little yeah. hard. I had, and it's every single, Tyler sat there. I mean, I think we, when we got there, I think even Tyler, Tyler saw every other team do the dance. Uh, so he saw Ashley and Bernie get the clue. He saw Zach and Rachel get the clue. All the teams were there. Uh, at the same time, because yeah, you saw Blair and Scott seeing Brody. See, Blair and Scott might not have seen the first two teams leave, but Tyler and I saw everybody, and he said everybody's first attempt was as bad as mine. Nobody knew that you were supposed to let the dancers come out first before you started. And even said everyone's tempo was off. Even Matt, even uh, Dana. Yeah, Dana did not get it her first time, I don't believe, and he said she got it on the second time, and it was kind of like she just wanted to do it to nail it. I mean, Tyler might be watching if he's in the comments. He can say if it was her first or second, but I think it was everyone. Uh, no one got it on the first try, not even I, that. Yeah. Dana. Wow. It was her second because uh, I forget what she what she did. I don't think she waited until everybody came out, or maybe that was Blair. No, that yeah, was I mean, that, it was Dana. They did that that they showed, but it's like. Yeah, it's like you had to let the dancers come out, and then you started. And it's like I don't. I was gonna ask you guys when you did your dance. You also don't even get to listen to the music when you're learning the dance. No. So it's like you you have no idea what to do or like what it's supposed to look like. Yeah, like so they also they also did the same thing for us. They didn't show us how to start the dance. So like you would go yeah. out there and kind of like get into position, and then they would like fail you because you didn't know how to start it. But it's it's they never taught you. 
Yeah, like we learned two different, like two, di- like we had two, two different instructors. One was the beginning tango dance where you picked an instructor, an instructor, yeah. and then you got on the wall and you had another kind of set of choreography. And they met, like I thought the stuff I was doing on the wall was what the lady taught me out in the hallway. Didn't know, <laughs> didn't know that that was the beginning. And then they hook you up to the wall and then you have another set. So my first yeah. attempt I bombed because I didn't know that, that I had to put it together until <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. That's why I learned that thing in the beginning. I think you might've done yeah. something. You might've started yeah. hashtag choreography might now mean right. like Elaine <laughs> from Seinfeld. So you might've done yourself. I think so. <laughs> well, they also didn't show, uh, I went through three different instructors the whole time I was there, it's like the first two, the very first guy that had just gave up and said I was unteachable. <laughs> I was like, uh, somebody like fix something here. And then they, so they paraded like all the other dancers who had already gone, like all the other instructors into the room to let me pick another one. And Tyler and I had just been picking like cute guys the whole time <laughs> we ever had to like pick an instructor. I was about to so ask you to pick a cute guy because I know Zach's guy that he chose at first was hot. Wait, so that was Zach's guy he had was who I had for my second instructor. And again, it was because we were, like, picking cute guys. And it's like, they were both, had no time or patience for me whatsoever. And uh, I was very, like, I got very quickly frustrated with him because you would be practicing and they wouldn't, I'd be like, can we go try it on the main stage? And he's like, no, you're not ready. And I'm like, just let me try it. Like, I feel like I've got to be really close. Um, and then finally I said, I was like, I can't with this guy. Cause he, again, wasn't helping at all. So finally I found this really nice woman and it was the woman that Ashley had. And she was so nice and like actually encouraging and like actually <laughs> helpful. So maybe the strategy was, is not to pick such a good looking guy. So I know. I like, like pick the pick, pick pick a girl or pick a guy that you is looking. I can't you, fault you for that, though, Corey, because that did the same name. The <laughs> guy I danced with at the Tango is the hot one. See, yeah. I, I picked a girl to dance with because I thought I'd be uncomfortable with a guy dance like like trying to show me. You're breaking all yeah. sorts of stereotypes here, you know, like the. the <laughs> Gay guys, your jocks, and most gay guys got rhythm and know how to dance. But you, I know. Know. I'm much more of a freestyle dancer, I guess. I just like follow my own rhythm. You uh, gotta have a onesie on to make it right. Apparently, but yeah, I mean, it's it was really hard. My feet were. Uh, I still have a huge bruise under one of my big toenails. I swear, any day it'll like fall off from the dance, and uh, my pinky toes were like bleeding on both sides from when you had to like cr- do the crossover part. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if you watch the episode back, you'll see I actually uh, pulled a track stars and we just left and I didn't put my shoes on at all. And so did Scott, ran. like y'all's desperation at the end was like, yeah. you could see like y'all both really wanted to stay in. Yeah, we ran to the cab. I just tucked my shoes in the bag and it's like, we, if you watch it back, yeah, we're on the mat and I'm in my socks because I didn't even stop to put my shoes on because we knew it was going to be that close between us and Scott and Blair. Well, what I really appreciated, and then you could tell, you can't fake this, is as soon as you hit the mat, the emotion took over, and you were just, boom, it just came out. And that's the sign that, like, you have passion. You have the passion for the race. And if anybody doubts it, like, just watch the clip. That's not fake. That's a genuine, genuine. (laughs) It took everything in me. I mean, like I said, we were there for three or four hours, and it, it took everything in me to not, break down and cry while I was like learning the dance because it was so frustrating and I I was seeing other teams going and I'm like am I letting this dream of mine slip right out of my hands so it was 
I think it's interesting because I watched back and I was surprised they didn't show more of me and Scott practicing and learning it. But it's like neither of us really got frustrated or ever gave up. And it, it was both of us were just in that room practicing over and over. And our camera crew that day when we finished said, Corey, I can't believe how positive you stayed while learning that dance for as long as you were in there. He was like, well, I've seen so many teams break down and cry and, and all that. And he's like, you never quit. Wow. Yeah, that's awesome. I love the camera guys for the reasons like that. Like, <laughs> right. like right. some of them Sometimes. are really fans. Some of them are really fans, and they 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 get into it. Some of them are nice. Yes, that's, that's some true. of them. So, I mean, do that not care. Really, <laughs> <laughs> that was like the silver lining when you're like waiting to do your like end of episode interview, and he was like, "I'm surprised you stayed as positive as you did." <laughs> All right. So you also had a lot of um, a lot of issues earlier on um, in the race, but you overcame those. You guys were attention to detail. Things were going great, and then you get to this nuts challenge, which I thought was attention <laughs> to detail and right uh, up your, right up your guys' alley. You string it, you get it on there. What happened? What are you guys losing your edge at this point, or is there something going on here? Losing losing our minds, I think. Um, after that day was over, and it was a very long day. Uh, when Tyler and I got back to the room, I think I had said to him, that was the first time my gut said to do the other detour and I didn't speak up. Like I, I don't fault him at all or think it's either of our faults for doing candy, but that whole cab ride there, something in my gut was like, you should be cleaning this wine. Like don't go mess with making this dumb candy. And I never spoke up and I told Tyler that too that day. I was like, my gut was like, we are not making candy today. Um, which is why once we got our fail and it's like we only had one of the five were successful, like immediately I was like, I should have trusted my gut. That's why I was already leaning toward let's go, let's switch. Um, it was, I mean, it was so hard to put those nuts like on the, the threads. I can't believe those women do that. And well, if you also, look, the women too had like bleeding like hands. If oh, you look, I know. They bleeding, they were struggling too. It wasn't an easy thing. No, yeah, I loved I loved Bernie's comment about we think that's why the candy's red because like you can't <laughs> make cutting your hand and like bleeding in the candy. Uh, you had so many good puns. <laughs> we were. I was like they. I was being super sad, especially once we got told no, like our candy. Uh, when I said to the woman, I was like, you know, you're going to eat this after we leave. Like it, <laughs> I was not happy. I'm the type of person who like thinks I'm always right and thinks I always do everything correctly on the first try. So when you're in one of these situations and they finally tell you like, no, you didn't get it. Uh, and it's like, you had to wash, they didn't show any of this, but you had to wash out that pot with the red gunk in it. If you oh, after, right. like, after Oh crap. So you had to like redo all of that. Yeah, and it's like the thing, you weren't allowed to touch the burners to control the heat either for your own like little goop thing. And it's like Brody and I were sitting there stirring and we could smell that it was burning. And it's like, I think that's why, and we were begging the woman to come turn the stove down. And it's like, she was at that point checking on like Zach and Rachel and Bernie and Ashley and Brody and I are like looking at everyone like, can someone please turn our stove down? So I think it's once we got to start dipping the hazelnuts in the candy, it was already too thick. It was already too like goopy and right. we just knew it wasn't going to work. Oh gosh. All right. So you broke a lot of 
of our Ten Commandments of our rules during this episode. <laughs> so we can go over a couple of them. One of them is yeah. one of them is whenever you're being judged, never stop yourself. Uh, yeah. And uh, James Earl can attest to that because oh, I personally can attest to that. And I have it in my notes to mention that later. I'm glad you brought it up. Don't stop yourself. Never stop yourself when you're being judged. Let the judge tell you you're wrong. Um, yeah. Two, you always got to check your taxi's gas. I mean, I didn't know about that until you just every, told me. Every single team, because that I mean, I don't. They don't show at all how much you were driving over the city. Uh, I sent. We were talking in our cast group text. Uh, every single team said they stopped to get gas uh, that day at wow. one point. Yeah. Oh, and it's, I know, and it's funny. They show Scott and Blair doing it. Every single team stopped to get gas. Because <laughs> that's the thing that's going to send them off. And the yeah. one, one, of, one of the amendments, one of the things that I learned on the race as well is you have to follow your gut. You have to. Yeah. You have to, you have to. And I, I, we lost two legs because of that, and that's because that, it didn't follow your gut. And then you guys. Oh, girl. Oh, my girl. <laughs> but you guys have had your bad legs and I think you got it out of your system and now you're ready to shake it off and get back to the top but we'll see what happens I will I'm, say real quick that I remember editing kind of ruined the end of this episode for me because Tori at the beginning of this episode you were like we've had some lows and we've had some highs but prefer the highs and I was like no y'all haven't had lows and I was like crap and then I realized what that was and I yeah. knew that y'all were going to be like near the back of the pack I know, I knew. Right when they showed that clip, I knew it was the end of the leg interview. I could just right. tell. And I was like, okay, well, they're setting this up to look great. <laughs> so what have you learned? What have you learned from the race, Corey? Is there anything uh, that you've learned? I, I agree with you as far as just like trusting your gut. I mean, that's a huge race thing, but I also think it's a huge life thing. Um, and just living every day. And I mean, I think I learned... It's like we we were fans of the show and we wanted like to be on it and I I was that person who'd always sat on my couch and was like I can do that I could do that and I would do well at that so for us to go on and do as well as we did in the first five legs I mean I never imagined it would be that good for the first five legs of it I mean I thought okay as long as we're somewhere in the middle we're beating out some teams let's just do this and see how far we can go. And to do as well as we did the first five legs, it was just really a dream come true. And I thought, wow, our friendship really is as strong as it appears. And we really do know each other as well as we do. And we really do get along as well in any situation. So Up to this point in the race, did you guys fight at all? Because it doesn't seem like you guys really ever fight. Yeah, you guys have no. <laughs> so everyone, all of our fans who like tweet and watch, uh, were cracking up when Tyler was like doing the nuts, and I'm like, "You can do this, Ty," and he's like, "I know I can do this." Like, I think that's much more our personality. We do like have a little uh, comments like that to each other from time to time. But, I mean, no, we really we tell people in general we've known each other for over eight years and have been best friends pretty much the whole time. And it's like, we have maybe one or two fights that any of us can even think about ever having. Wow. And even then it's, it's like, it's like they're jokes. It's not even really like a fight. Uh, that's so but, awesome. And that's very important. If you guys can keep and maintain that on the race, that makes such a big difference. Did yeah. you find um, language to be a difficulty this like, cause it seemed like a lot of people I know Dana, uh, Dana and Matt had trouble trying to communicate to their cab driver where they needed to go. Bernie and Ashley kind of lost first place because their cab driver didn't take them to the right place. Did you find that language was? It was, I mean, at this point in the race, Tyler and I had had awesome cab drivers 
every time. I mean, maybe in Colombia on day two, we had a, he was a little slower on the driving side, but at least he knew where we were going. Um, <laughs> but I mean, no, in Georgia, we honestly said we were still alive after that leg because we had the best cab driver in Georgia. Like he seemed like he was the head honcho of like all the other cab drivers. And it's a, even then well, a couple teams said that their cab driver said they didn't know where that winery was. And when we switched detours, I mean, that was also part of the reason why we knew he was going to know where the winery was. And we thought, we also kind of thought it was right in that village at first. Cause we were in this little village. We're like, maybe it's two doors down. And when we realized it wasn't, we knew we had a great cab driver who was like breaking every speed limit law um, and yeah, I mean, you saw at the end of the episode, he ramped the sidewalk and drove us into the park <laughs> on the sidewalk. I, I was going to ask you if that was a cobblestone street or if it was actually a sidewalk. No, he ramped the curb. I mean, he knew <laughs> he came, it had been so long and we had him waiting for us outside the theater. He came inside and was like watching my me dance and he was like giving Tyler the thumbs up like, your partner's oh, no. got this. He was so cute and, like, nice. And, yeah, I mean, he knew. I think we well, there was news outlet following around all the teams that entire day. So I think the cab drivers very quickly figured out that it was a race and that it was a TV show. And so when he saw us running out, we, he knew it was just the two of us left. And it's like he peeled out of that theater. Wow. And it's like I once we got in the car and we could see Scott and Blair's car, I'm like, there's no way – he doesn't know where we're going at this point because five other teams have already been there and he is going to put the pedal to the metal again because he was the best cab driver in Georgia. And I mean, I swear he saved us that day because he knew everything uh, and we had no language barrier with him whatsoever. Nice. I have a comment and a question. First off, Tyler posted in the little chat, one seven years ago, he asked me if my pants were from Baby Gap. That's the biggest fight we ever got in. Yes, that's true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> um, question for you, though, because I know a lot of people are debating this, and it's kind of like a double question. How far were Scott and Blair behind y'all, and was the back patch like a deciding factor in this based off time? I mean, I... I, it's so hard to tell. I mean, it, it's, it's so interesting. And I mean, that was the first thing my mom said when she called me, when she watched the episode, she said, did him grabbing the bag just save you guys? And I mean, obviously it's something we'll never know. I got it on the dance after Scott and Blair left. I got it on my first try after they left. And I mean, they were, when I started to do the dance, they were still there kind of cleaning up and getting their bags and stuff. And that's when, uh, Tyler started freaking out because he knew I was going to get it that try because he was watching. And it's like, I, I knew once they got it, I was like, if I don't get it on this try, we're out. And it's like, you kind of have this weird, like, I felt like an out of body experience because it was like, either get this this time or you're going home. Right. Um, and it's like, yeah, when he grabbed the bag, Tyler was, I jumped off the stage and grabbed the clue and Tyler was still freaking out about the bag. And it's like, I said to him right away, I'm like, leave the bag, we're going. I, we can share clothes, we're leaving, I don't give a shit about your bag. <laughs> like, this is our only hope to catch them. And it had a, the theater had like two staircases going down each side. And when we were running down the one, Scott was coming back up the other with Tyler's bag. And 
I mean, it's, it's, yeah, every, we saw a lot of questions of people saying Scott should have just left the bag on the street and that sort no, of thing. No, you can't and, do that. Like, right. first, I mean, clear just, it up for everybody. Like, if you, if you mess with anyone's badge and you don't return it, there's like, there's precedent that you're going to get a penalty. You're going to get a penalty because right. the Globetrotters got it for messing with Christina and Ron's, like, fanny pads back in season 18. Like, <laughs> right. He had to give it to him. Like, if he did not, he would get a penalty. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it, like, how far behind were they, though, when y'all hit the mat? It was less than 100 meters because wow. you had to – and it's interesting. I wanted to ask Matt and Dana, watch that episode back. I need to text Matt and Dana and ask them whether a cab driver dropped them off because you kind of saw them, like, when all those first four teams were on the mat. It seemed like they came out of this weird area where no one else came from. <laughs> it seemed like a bus. It magically appeared. Yeah, and it's like you uh, – when he ramped the sidewalk, it, it's so hard to tell because it's like if our cab driver hadn't been leading – us, I don't know where Scott and Blair's cab driver would have dropped them off because once our guy ramped the sidewalk, their guy did the same thing. And the way that those bridges were set up, there was a little sidewalk path down underneath where the actual pit stop was. And I think the majority of the teams got dropped off, ran on that sidewalk, and then they go up the bridge, and then you come around down on that beautiful bridge, and you saw Phil there, and that's where they checked in. Well, when we got there and we finally got out of the cab, we saw their cab coming in and we started freaking out because you couldn't see Phil, you couldn't see the big cameras, you couldn't see the mics or anything. So, and there were two ways to get up there. There was this one uh, like little stairwell and then there was actually going up the bridge. And we actually ran backwards because we saw one of the other teams doing their exit like, interview. And we thought those were the... We thought those were the like actual cameras for the mat. So we went running up those stairs and we like ran through one of the team's like exit interviews. Don't um, doing that then, no, no shame. Right. And we like ran through and I'm like, if they're here doing their interviews, it's gotta be close. And it's like it was we ran up the stairs and looped around and then that's when we finally saw Phil and Scott and Blair ended up following us up and going through uh, it was Matt and Dana's exit interview. Uh, and then we all saw where it was, and then we all realized we were probably supposed to come in the other way just because it's a much better shot filming the bridge. Uh, but, I mean, it, you were in full panic mode, and we had no idea uh, where to go, and we just knew it was going to be close no matter what. Yeah, it was interesting to see how, like, sometimes, I mean, you can't script this, just seeing seeing Blair pick up the backpack and saying, you know. I know. I'm going to get my backpack on and I'm going to pick up my dad's backpack just for her to even say that. And then to have the backpack stuff happen. Right. I mean, she could have picked it up and not made a comment about it, but the fact that yeah. she was like excited that her dad was going to get it, they were going to get it out of there. And then it led to Tyler freaking out about where's my bag. So, you know, my bag was right here and I felt Tyler's pain because look, what do you do? I mean, you don't want to leave everything because that's everything you have. But then like you said, just forget about it. It's a race. We'll make do yeah. it. The thing is, when we went to the winery after switching detours and you get down and clean those things, you had to drop your bags where you changed into the big, uh, like, boots and all the clothes and everything. And literally that same day, when we were leaving the winery, one of the production cameramen accidentally picked up Tyler's bag. So we had the exact same thing <laughs> happen at the winery. And then finally one of the cameramen was like, oh, oh, I'm sorry, I've got it. So I'm like, the fact that happened. 
Tyler thought someone was just like messing with him again oh. when we were at the theater. It was a crazy day because literally how hilarious he was at when that happened. Oh. Crazy dance mom was like, "Where's my bat? You got it, Ty- uh, Corey. You're doing great. Where is my bat? <laughs> it was right here. It was right here. Right here. Yeah. It was right here." Yeah. He was so worried because oh he screamed like he was cussing at one point. We knew they weren't going to show that because uh, they they don't really like bleep contestants anymore. But he's like, where the f is my back? I mean, it was a stressful situation. We knew it was, especially after having just been a keep on racing leg. You knew you someone knew. was going home. You knew it. Well, there was no guessing. It was awesome to see like races for first, races for last, and they're, and they're all like genuine. You don't have to edit as much, and yeah. it was it was definitely uh, kept us on the edge of our seat. It did make me cry though to see. <laughs> I mean, I cried when you guys hit the mat because you, you're it. We were one of my my picks, and then it broke my heart to see Scott and Blair go home because they're one of my picks. But it was just emotional to see their relationship yeah. and their kind of race come to an end. And if you. If you watch the bonus clips online, they put up the extended like exit interview with both of our teams like on the mat. It's like I think it's almost five minutes. Uh, they had us there talking to each other forever, and I mean it was a very emotional thing. It's it's hearing about Scott and Blair's relationship. I mean it's so admirable to see her that close with her dad, and they have such a strong like family bond. And it's it's you think about your family and that sort of thing. And at, at that point of the race, we were had been gone for almost two weeks and it's like you knew like you're thinking about your family and everything it's it's it was very emotional on the mat well too like racing racing to the pit stop knowing that if you beat them you're you're sending them home essentially is i mean that's a tough thing to swallow because i'm sure you get close with people i mean we got close and in situations like that, it's it's things to feel like you're rooting against somebody to save yourself. Yeah, it was like yeah. us, us with the cheerleaders. We knew it was us or them, and that was the team that we just really got close with. And it was like, damn, it's got to be between us. So we felt it. And uh, if you guys haven't been watching the extra bonus clips, there's a lot of them on YouTube. If they're geo-blocked, just uh, let me know, and I'll post it on, on the Facebook page. So if anybody's got any uh, more comments, Corey, you're welcome to hang out as long as you want, but I know you're a busy <laughs> guy. Uh, you can hang out for the whole thing, or you can go, but... If anybody's got any last-minute uh, questions, please submit them in the room. I have a question for you. Um, uh, our secret like person we were scared of, the team that we didn't want to face in the end, was Denise and James Earl. Who was that team for you that you did not want to face in the end? We, I mean, at least for me, and I think Tyler and I were both on the same page. Like on day one, we thought. Uh, I mean, when you go through when you get to the hotel and you can see all the casts and everything, we thought Brody and Kurt would definitely be physical threats. And especially after having them outrun us um, in the Geneva leg, we knew obviously they were, they were physical threats. And even though we did pretty much keep up with them, they, we did feel like they had a little bit of an edge physically. Um, and then just Bernie and Ashley were such kind of very well-rounded players. We felt like not only were they physical, but they were also mental. So, those were uh, two of the teams that we kind of always were like watching out for and thinking, okay, please let them go home at some point, <laughs> at least before us, uh, because they're they are such threats. And I mean, everybody really surprised us this season. I mean, there uh, everyone was there to win, and uh, everyone was really excited and passionate to that they were even selected and that they were going to get a chance to do this. Um, they there was a lot in that second 
episode when they, I think it was, yeah, the second or third episode when there was the unaired U-turn, double blind U-turn. It's like we were at the front of the pack that day with Brody and Kurt and Bernie and Ashley. And it's like, we knew we had a good two hour lead on the rest of the teams. And I'm like, even if we U-turn Brody and Kurt or Bernie and Ashley, neither of them are going home. So there's no point in doing it and getting blood on our hands at this, this early state. Mm. I hear you. <laughs> I feel like Justin disagrees with that. I, I disagree it's, with it's a double blind U-turn. You have to use it. Zero. Everybody, no excuse. You have to. We were at the front of the pack. Everybody would have known it was us. When it's a blind one, I still say you always use it. Yeah, because there's always the, the fact the that Only the top three out. teams can say who it was, and you could blame one of them. You could say it wasn't us. It's somebody else trying to cause drama. Um, Nobody knows. I have, I have a horrible poker face. I'm a terrible liar. <laughs> uh, they would have seen right through me. Like, you're a super no. fan. you got to know that. We are, we are Team America's sweethearts. We didn't want to. <laughs> um, Corey, are you and Tyler pushing this bloaty thing along, or? Oh my God, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so you're so you're kind of stirring the pot on on each side, doing like, well, this is what he said about you. Let me, and then run and tell like in the schoolyard. Oh my God, I mean, yeah, I mean, the producers really loved the whole like bloaty thing when it happened, and when when uh, I. I think when Tyler and I were discussing their, like, ship name, so to speak, and we came up with Bloaty, it's like everybody imme- immediately said how gross of a, like, name yeah, that was, yeah. which is exactly why we chose it and pushed it and ran <laughs> with it. Um, but it's like they were at, I'm sure every single uh, cameraman was like, or every producer was, like, asking all the teams about Bloaty, and no one was giving them anything except for Tyler and I. We were like, oh, yes, let us dish about what happened this week. See, I love that, because I, I was that person, too. Like, they were trying to push that a few times in our season, and I would just make yeah. up shit. I'd be like, oh, yeah, totally, they're doing this and this and this. I'd tell them yeah. to fill on the mat. We had no shame, and I mean, also, it was just, it was funny. I mean, yes, they were they were being friendly, and they were sitting by each other on the airplane and everything, but it's not like they were hiding anything, and it's, it's at the end of the day, it's a race, I mean, and you're not spending all the time with that other team, so, I mean, I feel like they both just had crushes on each other, and so, of course, Tyler and I are going to egg that on and feed into it. <laughs> That's the way to do it. Um, and now, the, who else was strategizing? Because you could clearly see that you guys are always thinking strategy, and it's hard to see what other teams were really, like, strategizing. Who do you think was the other team that was plotting the most or strategizing the most? I feel like, I mean, I, like I said, a lot of these teams were really good. I mean, Brody and Kurt were always working at every airport. Uh, Bernie and Ashley were working at every airport. Uh, Aaron and Jocelyn, like, every airport doing every little thing they can do to research the cities that we're going to and, and that sort of thing. And it's, it was interesting to see because we had so many, as you see this first seven episodes, we have so many like bunch, bunch spots and, and, and uh, equalizers. And it's when everyone's at an airport and we're all on the same flight, no matter what, it was interesting to see who was like off at the computers, like trying to do research and who was off scheming. So we were always kind of keeping our eyes on, on those three teams. And we were actually, I, and I've told Aaron and Jocelyn this, we were relieved when they went home because we thought they were a good team. And they were one of those teams that was always working and always uh, kind of strategizing. And it, it does kind of put you on edge. Like, what do they know that we don't know? Right. So, right. Yeah. We had a couple teams that 
didn't do much research. I like slept a lot. So that was fun. Yeah. To, <laughs> that was fun. That, they, it was fun to know that people, all right, like you don't have a chance because you're not even doing anything. Yeah, we don't and have to then, worry about you. Yeah. And, and then the teams, like you said, that would be talking to people or scheming. Them yeah. all the time, so. We did, we did a little bit of both. I mean, I, I think once we kind of had those first couple legs and did, did very well, it was like, uh, we thought there's only so much research you can do. Let's not overthink anything and get any uh, like and kind of pigeonhole your yourself in any way to kind of think. Oh my God, we're absolutely going to this landmark. It's the biggest landmark in Dubai. Yeah. Um, so I mean, we we kind of after the first couple of legs when we hit our stride, we were like, okay, there's there's some work that can be done, but also you've got to be able to uh, fly by the seat of your pants and just be able to. Uh, just and, and man maneuver when you need to. Yeah, well, there were two times when we were researching things and, like, about to go to a place, and the producers would come up and say, um, yeah, there's just going to be, like, a lady waiting there. Like, at the very end, yeah. it said, like, something about a lady in a red hat. So we're online, and we're looking up lady in the red hat in New York City, and we're like, okay, it's at this museum. It's, <laughs> red, it's, it's uh, the Red Hat Society. They're oh. having a meeting. Like, they're having a lunch here. And really, there was just going to be a lady standing, standing at, at the airport, airport with like a this. red hat. So they had – we were all looking at different things, like – the producers, I guess, had to say, look, no, no, it's just, there's going to be like, some. Just relax. Yeah. There'll be some. I know. Calm down. I'm the opposite of the three of y'all. Like, me and mom, the only time we looked up stuff is, like, when we were forced to look up stuff. Like, her and I were not one to research. We would just kind of just, like, chill at the airports and just, like, like talk shit. Like, oh, my God. Justin off. Justin never turned it off. Like, we would oh. be, like, on the airplane, and, and people, like, visiting right. a country would give him his tour book, and he'd be reading it. I mean, yeah. it's, he, he, he never stopped. And for me, it was like, oh, my God, I could kill him. But, oh, my God, he knows so much. He's, he's such a good partner. Yeah. I mean, that was, that was uh, definitely Bernie and Ashley and, and Brody and Kurt were big on that, too. And it's like you're sitting on the plane and you're like, what are they doing now? <laughs> oh, my God. I'm like, can't we just sleep on this plane? Right. I'm like, it literally says – get in the like marked car when you land at the airport. How much can you be researching? <laughs> well, you got you to gotta find an advantage any way you can. All right, so yeah. the question, there's a lot of people ask us, and I'm sure they ask you, so let's get it out there. Tyler, if you want to answer in the chat room, that's cool too. Um, one, I, I know the answer to this one. Would you do the race again? And two, would you do Survivor or Big Brother? I would do any three of those in a heartbeat if they called me right now and said, come do it. Love it. I, I mean, I, I grew up watching all three of the shows literally from the beginning. Um, I'm, I've, and I've rewatched some of them too, obviously, but yeah, I, I watched every single one of them from the beginning. It was a huge, uh, survivor fan. That's probably my number one. People might hate me for saying that. No, uh, yeah. it's a number one show for a reason. It's a, it's yeah. huge. But, I mean, honestly, I mean, all three of them are right there. Uh, when I finally met Phil, I was like, okay, now I've met Julie, Phil, and Jeff. Like, I've got the trifecta. <laughs> yeah. so, um, I, I would do any of them in a heartbeat. Tyler and I were at the Big Brother finale last year and got to watch that live, which was cool. Um, and, I mean, yeah, it was just always a family show. It's it's something I watched with my parents growing up, and it's like once I went to college and moved away, my mom still texts me, oh, my God, did you see Survivor this week? Oh, my God. And it's like she's freaking out, too, that I'm on the race. She's like, I never in a million years would have thought this actually would have happened. So it's it's fun. And we, 
I mean, we didn't, we haven't told anybody anything as far as the race. And obviously we knew we survived this leg and the last leg, but it was so fun to have my parents freaking out and texting us and being like, what are you doing? Get your crap together. <laughs> yeah, that is fun. Um, just really quick, speaking of Survivor, when Justin and I were at Reality Rally this past weekend, there was like a raffle. And one of the raffle things that you could put in for was like Survivor set pieces. Oh, my so, God. Yeah, so <laughs> don't you know, me and Justin, we win this like these big like uh this this like metal milk jug that i think rice went into they hold the 50 pounds of yeah, rice it holds like 50 pounds of rice <laughs> this like wicker basket like and these other three baskets so they call our name and we're all excited we're like yes you know we have stuff from the set of survivor and then we look at each other how the hell are we gonna get this home like i'm not leaving this here i'm getting this home but it was cool because we're big amazing race fans but we also like we, we also are huge survivor fans as well yeah I told them, I'm like, I said, I, I should, I better have an in this year if I want to go to this Survivor finale. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm going to be emailing every single casting person I know from the race and saying, okay, you can give me tickets to the Survivor finale this year. They just squeeze you all in there. Yeah, and speaking of finales, we haven't heard about yours yet, so you can text me off off air and let us know what's going on. If there's a if there's a finale, or part. he'll just invite himself. Or like I'll just invite myself. Again, Well, they announced the finale date, so you should at least have the dates on your calendar. We do, we do, we have the dates. <laughs> we just don't have the two plates. Uh, no, uh, we really appreciate very, you. Very top secret, you know. We're very terribly famous social media. <laughs> <laughs> You social media celebrities. I don't know what we're going to do. It's going to be like Boyer's house. It's a VIP party. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Well, uh, we're going to have to get into the episode. If you want to hang out, we'd love to have you. If you got to go, we appreciate it. Uh, Appreciate the time that you spent with us. I can, I'll hang out for a little bit and see if, Diana Laser smack down on us. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So, J- uh, James Earl, take it away. You're leading this one. My All coming. right. So, team started as a continuation from the last lead. And I wanted to point out before we even get started that for everyone watching, I know it's been a week since we've seen the episode, but you need to remember for the people racing, it hasn't stopped. So, like, all these decisions they're making are on, like, half a tank because they've already used up most of their energy on the last lead. And people forget that just as we haven't seen anything in a week. But trains are to, uh, teams are to take a train to 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 Bilsey. I can never say these names right. To Beasley, oh. <laughs> uh, Georgia, and find the statue of Saint George. Um, so all the teams are back together on the same train. It looks like. Yep, another um, another bunch point heading to the Dragon Slayer. But you know, for teams like Sherry and Cole with the back to the pat, and no judgment because I've been that team. You love the bunch points when you're at the back to the pat. <laughs> so, Absolutely. Um, I will say in general, uh, this episode had a lot of language barrier issues, and I think that affected a lot of the teams, unfortunately. But uh, after teams make it to um, St. George, they get a clue that takes them to Narikala Fortress, and this is where some of those issues with the taxis and the language barriers start from what I because, for an example, when Scott and Blair are going up that hill, you, you see the taxi driver just, like, talking to them, like, full sentences telling them, like, instructions, like, I can't go any further. You need to get out. You need to walk the rest of the hill. His car couldn't yeah. make it up the hill. Yeah. <laughs> I thought we'd be so upset. Like, what do you mean? I got to run up the hill. Push the gas and go around. I mean, I can't say I'm, I would be happy about walking up that hill. Um <laughs> 
after that, teams get a clue that, that tells them to go to the Jafari Monastery. And I want to give Kurt a quick uh, call out here because when they get into the taxi to go to this place, the taxi driver, they ask how long, and the taxi driver says 30 minutes. They actually really, like, stop their taxi driver, pull out a map, and make sure he knows where they're going. Like, that's such a rock star move. It is. And that's why they've been consistently up in the front of the pack. It's little things like that that make all the difference. So, I mean, that's definitely on the list of uh, super fan moves of the episode. Again, they had a lot of uh, road um, root infos, which I like, because it, it gives a lot of the chance to catch up. Do you like that, Corey? I mean, like, we didn't, I feel like, have that many on ours where it was like, you go to two, two three different places before you even get to the detour or roadblock. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a long drive, too, and I mean, I think that's why a lot of teams did eventually have to stop for gas, because going to the monastery, it was forever, and it was this beautiful place, and you, like, can see it on the hill when you're driving up, and I'm like, oh, sweet, the detour or the roadblock's going to be here, and it just was, like, the clue, it was, like, the deciding point, and then you had to leave. I was like, why can't we stay up on that hill? It was beautiful. <laughs> yeah, the um, old castles and stuff is a beautiful yeah. city. Yeah, and it was the same with Armenia. That check-in point at that temple was beautiful. And Tyler and I were literally there for 10 seconds because they wanted us out of the way because Sherry and Cole were less than five minutes behind us. And I'm like, I wanted to look around this place. It's <laughs> it's really cool. I hate that. Everybody is like, oh, that was... Go ahead. Sorry. No, uh, no I was just going to say, like, I hate that because we did it for Paris. Like, I got to see Eiffel Tower ripping a clue. Like, like oh, my oh God, wow. there it is. Okay, where do we go? And then it, that was it. It was gone. I mean, that's what you go to Paris to see. And I got to just, like, literally acknowledge it, and then I had to go. Yeah. I will say that I think that the contrast between being in the front of the patch and the back of the patch is hilarious because when you're in the front of the patch, you're like, God, this place is beautiful. I want to look around here and then like shooing your way. And you're like, why? And at the back of the patch, I promise you, like you're just ripping the clue and like, Jesus, where am I going? Like, where's the next place? You don't even know what's around you. <laughs> um, so at the Jabari Monastery, like uh, Corey just said, it's the detour decision point. Teams have a choice between clean or string. At clean, they have to go to a winery and clean out this giant um, mud that had just fermented some wine. And at strain, teams have to go and strain uh, 20 hazelnuts on a string times five, dip them in a sauce that they prepare, and get them approved by the judges. String team, which one would y'all have done? Well, we talked about this, and she would have been indifferent about it. And if that was the case, then I would have probably gone with the cleaning because that's something that I think that we could power through. If we use muscle strength, endurance, we could just get it done. Like, it's usually like those polishing tasks where if it's just you do it right and you do it fast and you can get through it, whereas the other one is judged and it sounds like very attention to detail, which if she's not on that one, then we don't go to it. Like, if she's not like, oh, let's do that one, then I would definitely pick the other one. Uh, I think mom and I would have chosen clean too, just because, I mean, that's something both of us are good at. Um, both of us kind of neat for each. So I think that's what we have drawn to. Corey, I had a question for you because we yeah. know that the string had a limited amount of stations, but it also looked like clean probably had a limited amount of stations as well. Is that yeah, true? No, I, I was actually thinking that when I watched, I think it was your recap from last week, I was going to say every single detour except for... It was only like, except for Chamonix and oh, maybe one other has been split where when you open the clue, each side has only had enough. So only five people could clean the wine and only four people could make candy at a time. And 
I mean, yeah, you guys can keep talking. I'll think about it. I know Chamonix with the, the mountain climbing, the tents, that one wasn't split. Uh, and there was like only one more. Every other clue, the same with the bread last week, the bread only three people could make bread at a time. Right. And I think only six teams could do the and, carpet at a time. And that makes a big difference when you're trying to pick which detour you're going to. If you're fifth and you know four people could do one task, you can't pick that task. You have to pick the task that you know five people can do. Um, Sherry brought up a good point in the, in the chat. She said, if they say no, you clean more. For candy... It, you don't know what's wrong if they said no, but it did look like that uh, they did say that there was no tip on one of them. But they said it in their language. Yeah, that was like, right. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> right. That's right. But, <laughs> but there, was, there was another task, I think, in the last episode or the episode before. There was a roadblock, and they said no, and what was wrong with it? Yeah. Which frustrated the hell out of me because that... They never tell you what's wrong. Not, you know? Maybe it was a mistake that the judge shouldn't have said what was wrong. Right. No, I mean, they never tell you. And it's that was part of the frustrating part with the candy is because we were looking at it and ours looked, I mean, Zach and Rachel's were the best, like better examples than what they showed us. Like Zach and Rachel can do anything. They take to every <laughs> task. Like they used to do it on weekends or something, but with the, the candy Brody and I are like looking at the woman, like what's wrong with them? Like, like we had no idea. And that's also why part of the reason we wanted to switch because to us, our candy looked identical to Bernie and Ashley's, and I'm like, what's wrong with ours? Why is theirs approved and ours isn't? Was, I feel like she was being very picky about a lot of things, like too picky almost. Yeah, well, that's what I said. I got very, I got very sassy. I, I'm like, I'm glad they didn't show it. When they made me wash out that pot with the red stuff in it, I was like going through it. And I was like, no, I'm not doing this again. And the Swiss Army knife. like is where they told uh, people what was wrong. They're like, you're missing a knife here. And I'm like, you're not yeah. supposed to say it. You're supposed the, to say no. Right. And uh, I was going to say, with the candy, the reason, like, another reason we switched was because that syrup itself took, I swear, like 20 to 30 minutes to even thicken up. And it's like, we had just started making our second batch, and I'm looking at Tyler, and I'm like, not only do my fingers hurt from stringing this, but it's going to be at least 30 minutes for us to make the goop. So I was like, maybe we can make up that amount of time by switching. Well, Elena, Elena in the chat room asked, uh, could you have used a thimble for this challenge? It didn't look like anybody tried, and it seems like the first thing you would like try to do is make Did someone bring a thimble. Like, who has a thimble in their backpack? Well, not just a, a makeshift thimble. I did see, though, how Bernie was threading them. Like, Bernie had the needle down and then was just putting the – putting the um the nut and using the table as the the hazelnut the base we yeah. we tried it every single way i mean we we did the same thing we tried nine different ways and it, it was cold that day you can tell tyler and i are wearing more layers and it's like your hands were just frozen and it's like you can only prick your fingers so many times yeah well this led to some good drama did you it taste really the, did. did you taste the goop uh, yeah, it was, like, so after I, like, gooped mine and they looked awful, I was, like, putting my hand in the pot and, like, rubbing it down <laughs> the side of the candy. Like, it, we were a mess. It was all over. I was, like, and then I was trying, it was sticking all over. I was trying to wipe it off on the sides of the table. I'm, like, I ruined everything in their little shop. Like, I felt so That's why she was telling you you were wrong. You're just, you got everything to mess. Like, no, I was, like, 
Yeah, when she told me to go wash the pot in the sink, I was like, oh, is this where I go wash it over here? I was being so, like, such a bitch. Yeah, but you, you could be, like, a nice bitch. Like, just I, I mean, that. It, was, it was a little passive-aggressive. It, like, it was fun. There were, like, cats running around that little shop, as you saw. It was, also, it was black very cats are weird. not good luck, by the way. Oh, oh, I know. My cameraman, like I said, our, you know when the cameramen are, like, filming you and, like, trying to make you mad and being like, oh, how does it feel to be in last place? Like, <laughs> I don't know if you guys ever had any of your cameramen do that, but oh, yeah. a couple times we did, they're like, oh, how, like, and when we left the rug shop in Armenia, he's like, oh, how does it feel? You know you're in last place right now. And it's like, never heard that. Sorry, no. Uh, we <laughs> never, we never gave in to that at all. And I mean, it's like I think that was one of the reasons why they were saying we always stayed so positive. It's like we refused to give in to that. And when we were struggling to make the candy, he came right over and he's like, "Hey, Corey, look at that black cat. Don't you think that's bad luck?" And I'm like, "I'm not giving you this." I'm like, "Nope, nope. We're gonna be just fine. We're gonna do everything we can do today." We'll have to exchange um, cameraman notes because there was oh. one. There was one where uh, it, it was after we came in first in Paris and we pulled the ticket in the Netherlands and we had like a four hour lead and turned into 15 minutes and we just like sat there on a bench like this. I was mad. Yeah. Justin was so mad and our camera guy was like, what are you just going to wear your poopy pants all day? You're just going to be, you're just going to, I mean, he was, he was, oh my God, he was. They, they know how to poke the bear. Like I'll, I'll send you a message. Kristen, I've already talked about. Uh, some of the like cameramen, because she said the same thing. They're like, "How does it feel to be in last place? It must really suck." Like <laughs> trying to like egg you on. All right, before we move on, I just want to say the winner for the Snapchat contest is Pat Tad. Pat Tad, thank you very much. Check him out on Snapchat, Patrick Tadeo. If you don't know what I'm talking about, follow me on Snapchat. All right, go ahead, James. I'll continue. Uh, so uh, at this point, we have Sharon Cole who chose clean, and essentially every other team chose strain. But the four, first four teams there are Tyler. Corey, Brody Kurt, Zach, Rachel, Bernie, and Ashley followed shortly behind Dana and Matt and Stott and Blair. And I have to say, I have some love for Dana and Matt later in the episode, but during this part, I feel like it was very messy. And I know we don't know all the information because I've tried to read up on their, their tweets and whatnot, but their decisions at this point were messy in my opinion because they did to this detour. They're, they're like, well, we shouldn't do it. Let's go to the other one. They get in the cab and go. And apparently they were in this cab for like two hours looking for this other detour. This is for Dana. And then wow. they decide to turn around and go back to the original detour. Yeah. And that's where they run into Tyler and Corey. And I know you explained this a little bit earlier, but the fact that – I never saw this, so maybe it did happen. The fact that they didn't go in and at least see that it was possible – and I don't know if they did or not, but they took y'all's word on it saying, oh, it's hard, let's just switch back to the other one. I fault them for that, and I don't know if they did go look, but I fault them for that. Because if you had gone in, you would see that there's now, what, two empty stations, one from Tyler and then the other, like Tyler and Corey that just left, and another one. Which means two teams have completed it, so it's not impossible. So if you, yeah. spent, if you spent two hours using up time trying to find a detour... You need to get working, and it's how me and mom decided to do that rap in Paris. Like, you have to do something, because doing nothing's not going to get you your next clue. Amen. Yeah. I mean, I think I, they didn't run in and check. I mean, they knew. We told them there were two stations available. Um, one thing that this show hasn't shown a whole lot this season is how closely we were working with Matt and Dana. I mean, they were our number one allies that we shared information with. So, I mean, they, they weren't going to question 
whether we were deceiving them and, and we completely weren't. And like I said, maybe in the back of my mind, it was a little strategy to keep us together. But I mean, I thought it was also beneficial for them to at least know where we were and to kind of team up, try to work together and see if we could get through one side of the detour. And we had told them, we're like, our cab driver knows where the winery is. If your guy just wants to follow us, he can take you there. I'm not saying I fault that like y'all were trying to deceive them or that yeah, I'm just yeah, saying, yeah. Like, if you've wasted that much time trying to find <laughs> something you need to yeah. be working like doing something like it doesn't matter what detour just be doing something yeah I you only, have stayed with another team yeah that that's the only thing that i would say that you know There's that you're both gonna there. start but you know that you're both gonna start this task at the same time and if you think right. you can beat them i don't know why they would think they could beat you considering that you guys were pretty much beating the whole race so that was the only way that i would be like well if i'm gonna go up head to head i don't want to go up head to head if somebody's been beating me all the time, I'd probably stay. So and it, it was kind of like one of our things. Like we didn't want to follow anybody. So just to take yeah. somebody's word for it that something's difficult. But like you said, if they were your like your closest group, I mean, would we have yeah. we would have believed Kelsey and Joey if they had told us something or yeah. another team? Yeah. I mean, we believed Chris and Tiffany weren't lying to us. <laughs> 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 Well, it worked out for you, uh, uh, and uh, it worked out for them, too, because they were having a bad leg until they got to the dance challenge. Yeah. Right, and like I said, I just think it was a messy moment for them, and they're still doing right, and they've, I don't think they've ever been in the bottom half of the race, really. No, they've been in top four the whole time, I think. Do they have? I'm just, I have my little chart up here. Um, but it was still a messy moment, and I, I still stand by that. Yes. Is that uh, your new thing, messy moment? <laughs> well, that's off camera. You're terrible. Stop it. Uh, so we're on the detour here, and uh, the biggest, the biggest part of the detour for me uh, was watching um, Sherry and Cole be the only ones at the task and knowing that they have no idea where everyone is and thinking they're in last place. And then as soon as they saw another team, they stepped up into another they gear. At another team they saw. As soon as they saw another team, they, they stepped into another gear and it, they're, they're staying at the top of the pack lately. So this is something that, uh, well, yeah, they went from worst to first, well, worst to first, worst to, to at least the top. So it, <laughs> it, I will say that Sherry really took charge during this detour and I loved it. Like mm -hmm. I, that, I noticed that she was like really directing even directions. Like we need this stuff. Let's do do this. Find the water, and it makes a difference when you have that leader on the team. I feel like she's at, trying to make up for the last leg. At this point, we loved uh, Sherry and Cole, and we knew Tyler and I. It's like when you go into a detour decision, you kind of always wonder. I know. I don't know. Maybe at least for I don't know if you guys did, but for us, we would always kind of think what what are the other teams going to choose. At this point, we knew what Sherry and Cole were going to pick, like, each each week. It was it was so, like, you always knew which one they were going to do, which was so uh, nice for us because I'm like, I read it, and I'm like, oh, Sherry and Cole are going to go clean for sure. <laughs> so it was always kind of like, do you, do you want to go with Sherry and Cole? Do you think you can beat Sherry and Cole? Um, but, I mean, they had, she had told us at one of the first airports, like, their, their strategy as far as picking the – the clues and it's like you just always knew what they were going to pick and I knew when we saw the cleaning that they for sure were going to go do that. Well, I found out a lot of interesting information on this episode. So the detour ends up, um, I'm sorry, I don't have the order in front of me. On who oh, left the you detour. talk about leaving the, leaving the yeah. detour? I do. So Zach and Rachel uh, left uh, first, followed by Bernie and Ashley, 
Kurt Brody, Sherry Cole, Scott and Blair, Matt and Dana, and then last but not least, Tyler and Corey. So I'm sorry, who did you say was in first it, place? I'm sorry. It was a tie for last. Okay, sorry, tie for last. But <laughs> like I said, it says currently be in last. Been there, I promise you. No judgment, no shade. Justin, <laughs> you know Zach and Rachel, yes, they left first. They right. did. Yes, they are getting better every week. My pick to win. Well, just I still think they have their. I still think that team has some issues. But this episode, <laughs> they. they <laughs> They do, and every team has issues. Here, here's the thing. I am trying to just be objective when I talk about these teams. Of course, I've been there. Oh, yeah. Like, I promise you, I've been that messy team before. Paris, we had our messy moments. Like, go <laughs> with the James are on Paris. Um, but Zach and Rachel did step up this leg. Um, so teams left the detour and got a clue to go to the Rastavali National Theater. Uh, when they got there, they had a roadblock. That's who's light on their feet. Essentially, in this challenge, team would learn a Georgian witch freaking ballet dance, which ballet. I don't know what type of that. It was ballet, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, they yeah. said ballet, but that looked more like like tap or stomp, the stomp right. the yard. <laughs> um, I, I would have cried. The teams that chose this are the the members that are doing this are Zach, Ashley, Kurt, Sherry, Dana, Corey, and Scott. One thing I want to point out before we get too far into this. Kurt is maxed out on roadblocks. Did y'all realize that? I did not at this no. point, but he. I was. This is, this I was wanting roadblock. somebody to. I want. I was wanting someone to bring that up. <laughs> yeah. So here's the thing, like, and no judgment. Um, a lot of people online are giving um, Sherry and who else are they giving Smat to? Uh, Sherry, Tyler. Uh, Sherry, Tyler, and Blair. They're like saying, "Why aren't our Cole, uh, Tyler, and Blair? Why aren't they doing more roadblocks?" And then you have another team that's like five and two right now. Right. But because that's, they're winning, I mean, nobody cares. I, I love all the teams, like I said, but I, I saw the same thing when people were kind of giving Blair and Sherry and Tyler some crap. I'm like, it's an odd number of legs, so it's going to be three to four somehow. But I'm like, nobody wants to talk about Kurt's done five Roblox and Brody's done two. Oh, tr nothing just by me. I like try to I try to do my research and all this. But that's why we love him. That's why we love him. Thank you. We were um, talking about it on the race. I mean, we were. We, we, I remember we were like sitting with the dancers, and I'm like, "Has Kurt really done five roadblocks at this point? What is going on with their team?" Um, uh, Michael in the group he brought up about Phil trolling, and I said that to Justin because he popped up I think three times in this episode when you guys were getting clues. And I said, how distracted would I be if, I mean, Phil's there and you're trying to read something. And he's practically touching you. Yeah, he was like, so you close wanna, to you. You want to know the best thing? <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. We, we had no idea we were in first place because we the boys went down the gondola before us and we didn't realize they were sitting in that cab like trying to figure out where they were going. Our guy came so fast into that, he literally almost hit Phil with the car. Like, <laughs> Phil, Phil and camera was like, camera crew were like scrambling like mice. He came into that parking lot so fast. And our cameramen are like, what is going on? He just almost ran right over Phil because he drove us like right up to where the clue box was. He did have the best cab drive. <laughs> he saved us. I, I owe him at least a little bit of a tip because we gave him like all of our money when we when we left that day i must say i mean he kept you on the race so he deserved it and and yeah. big props to, to uh kurt for knowing how to salsa who would have thought that that was yeah, one of his hidden not skills even just salsa like 10 years salsa like go ahead, a, man. Yeah. 
Kurt was like everyone on the race was saying like I mean we all said it about uh, Zach and Rachel being able to do anything like Kurt could also do anything I mean these these people were incredible at picking up just these little tasks and and being able to do these little things it was so interesting to watch how good people were at these little random. I thought Zach would struggle with this one. He doesn't look like the type that'd be a big dancer, but again, I think I think he said he had taken like dance too as a child. Like Zach's childhood, he was like one of those people whose family didn't let him like watch a whole lot of TV when he was like really little. So it's like he, of course, he like did all this other stuff. He like made rugs in Armenia, and, like <laughs> learned how to dance the Russian ballet. I have a question for you, um, Tyler, uh, Corey, sorry. Um, when we got to the roadblock, Scott and um, Blair were actually last to the roadblock. How did, yeah. like, y'all and um, Dana and Matt pass them? That's what, I mean, it's like, you honestly never know, and I know that they, like, text updates about where the teams are. I I was surprised that it said uh, Scott and Blair were done with the candy before us and um, Matt and Dana. I mean, again, we have no idea, and they... Maybe our location ended up being a little bit closer to the ballet. I have no idea. But like I said, you had to drop off uh, like either a box of wine or a box of candy at this little store before you got the clue to go to the theater anyway. Um, I have no idea. And we were there probably 10 to 15 minutes before Scott and Blair showed up because when I ran over to get my hat and my shoes, I saw Scott and Blair's were still on the ground. So I said to Tyler right then, I said, we're not in last. Um, because their shoes are still here on the ground. Wow. And I also wanted to say, we like, I, it's so funny to watch all these teams like know exactly, like, it's that, like, who's light on their feet? And everyone was like, yay, a dancing challenge. Like, Tyler and I were in this weird, like, blackout stage where we're like sitting there and I'm like, I don't know, maybe it's balance. And like, Tyler's big fear the whole time was like doing anything balance related. And he's like, light on your feet. Maybe you're like balancing on wires. Maybe you're like, doing this like Tyler was our dance person. He was supposed to do any dance challenge that we oh, encountered. No. It, was, it was never going to be me. And we literally thought it was going to be something like, uh, your guys's, uh, 11th leg where they were jumping off the boat or whatever. Right. And it's like, when I opened it and saw it was dance, I was like, Oh my God. I, I'm sure it was like one of the very few times there was sheer terror in my eyes when I read a clue on the race. Yeah, that's, but it just yeah, goes to show you like how nerve wracking roadblocks can be because you never really know what it is. Like you can maybe yeah. have some idea, but you never really know. Yeah, ours right. was like who wants to get sideways. Uh, that was a dancing right. thing. I had no idea. I thought like, okay, I'd have to walk. So I, I, I didn't think it would be dancing. Right, and at least with us at this point, we had just kind of been uh, switching every other just to try to keep it even. Um, I will say I have a few thoughts about this roadblock in general. Justin, were you going to say something? I'm sorry. No, no, no. Okay. Okay. Um, I, I have to give Dana props. I have to make sure I give Dana props on this because for the past two weeks, I've been talking about how hard the stance challenge looks because of like how quick and how flustered she looked during the dance during that little preview. I will say that is just the dance. <laughs> that is just how that dance looks. Even the professional people looks like that. Dana actually killed it, um, and I have to give her credit. And a lot of people online are giving her smack, being like, it's not fair. It's a dance challenge. Of course she's going to do well. You what can't fault someone for having a skill set coming into the race. Like, that's not fair. It's just like somebody that's good at puzzles, somebody that's a better swimmer, somebody that's a better runner. Right. Everybody's right. skill set is different. 
Yeah, so, I mean, you had a throwing disc challenge and you got Frisbee guys. Like, I mean, it's just part of what happens. Good luck finding tasks that somebody's not skilled at doing. Yeah, everybody's going to be skilled. She knew I was struggling with my instructor and like Dana wanted to come back and teach me how to do the dance because like I said, we had been working with them a lot at this point and we had literally led them to the detour. They would have been lost or at least they would have been making candy. Um, but it's like she wanted to come uh, teach me the dance because she knew my instructor was like over it and like <laughs> oh, that is so Why can't we see those moments from Dana? I know, I know, I know. Yeah, like, she's not getting a great edit, that's for sure. No, but I did like her moment when she was like, I just needed a dance today. And I, and I think oh. that, I think hopefully next episode that they'll highlight her in a more positive light or in a better way, but it was just really cute how she was just like, it almost seemed like she's been in a funk, and getting to dance is like bringing her out of that. But she just needed to be herself for a moment and dance. And Yeah, I hope so. I hope I, that's what happens. That's exactly what I said to her, too. I texted her after the episode aired, and I said the whole scene of her just saying maybe I needed to dance was so touching, and it was so admirable in a way because she's someone who's following her passions and she knows what she loves in life. And to me, that's the kind of friends I want to have is people who follow their passions. I mean, that was such an endearing moment. I teared up watching her say that because the smile on her face that she got to dance that day was so, like, impactful for me like I was just blown away by that moment for her and whether it. she meant it for people to kind of feel that I mean or if she was just saying what was on her mind it was I loved that moment with her yeah. I felt it too because after she did the dance too she was kind of like well, did I get it like did yeah. you it? It, was, it, was, it, was, it was her best moment of the show so far I agree I mean, yeah, she, yeah. <laughs> I was seeing people too ask why Scott did the dance instead of Blair because Blair hurt um, herself and Chaminade. Yeah, yeah. Blair hurt her leg, and she has said to us a million times, especially once both teams checked in on the mat and we were standing there. I think Phil kind of asked her too uh, why Scott did it and, and that sort of thing, and it's like she said she would still be there at that point. I mean, she was like, "My legs were so tired, and I hurt my leg in Chamonix." A lot of people got injured <laughs> in the snow, either slipping and falling or doing the the para uh, gliding, but yeah, she said her leg just wasn't feeling good and she felt like she would have been there forever. So, and her dad stepped up. The thing is her dad didn't do a bad job. Yeah. That's what I said. It's like they had, I'm, I was surprised they didn't show any of that footage of how long Scott and I were there, but it's like, it was just both of us in that room going over the steps over and over. Neither of us gave up. Neither of us sat down and cried. Neither of us, gotten an argument or yelled at her partner. I mean, Tyler and Blair were great. We couldn't even see them. They were in the other room, but we would hear them every once in a while yell, you guys can do this. Keep trying. I mean, there was not a lot of drama or, or kind of tension that way. Both teams just weren't going to give up. So my favorite moment of the whole show. Yeah. My favorite moment of the whole show is when uh, Scott is talking about his daughter and, and this is a guy who has, uh, as a doctor, he's a lawyer who's accomplished more than most people, uh, most people's families accomplished, never yeah. mind individuals. And then he says she's she's done more at 15 than I've done at 50, and and you could just see he was genuinely proud of his daughter, and and that's something that I don't think that America understands about 
uh, internet stars is that they're entrepreneurs who are living the American dream, have literally taken the things that they love and created a business out of it. That's the American dream. Why is anybody like looking down or talking down upon us? And if you know how hard it is to create an online persona and continue up to put content on a regular basis, like it's a talent and everyone on this season has got a talent that people I think are just a little jealous of. Yeah. Ooh, I just want to put that out there. Deep. Preach, brother. brother. Um, I'm maybe not the hair flip of the week since Chris is not. <laughs> well, um, she's, she's hustling to get back. Um, there's two things about the roadblock I want to point out, and it's just for people who ever, like, whoever is on the future season of The Amazing Race, there's two lessons, like, to be learned at these types of challenges, in my opinion. The first one is, like, never quit during it, and Justin already said this once, but I really want to reiterate that. Don't quit during the performance. Like, fake it till you make it, because they may, like, miss up and be like, yo, here's your clue, and you can just keep rolling. And uh, Kurt did that a lot, unfortunately. Like, he would just stop and jump off the stage. Like, stop. Yeah. And it, it would have been such a small thing that maybe he knew he did wrong, but the judges, they don't know that he's going to be more strict with himself than the judges would be. That, that spot that they were showing, there was it was like on the fourth or fifth eight count. On the eighth, everybody stopped moving, and you had to, like, freeze. It was like the, the eighth count for that set. And that, I mean, I kept messing up there too. And that's, and I knew exactly that's when Kurt had stopped and jumped off the stage too. I think he was doing it because you were supposed to be completely still. And we, I mean, I guess you're right. Don't take yourself out of it. Let the judge tell you that you didn't do it correctly. But there was a Scott and I kept messing up at that part too, because your legs are moving so quickly. And then on that eighth count, you had to rest and it's, everyone was messing up at that spot. And I, I know a lot of us, when we like either stumbled or kind of tripped on that freeze point, just kind of gave up and said, okay, well I'm done. I'm not going to finish out the dance at this point. Let me start from the beginning. Right. I still think, I still think you just have to keep powering through and just, I agree. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> Let them tell you you're wrong. Oh yes. Um, another one is too, and this is something it's just a personal preference and I don't, I don't have anyone to pick on particularly during this, but when you do have a challenge like this, where you have to perform like on a mage stage or like off to the side, like, if there's no line, just keep going up. Like, just keep doing it over and over. Like, never go back to the practice room um, because you never know when they're just going to give it to you. And even if there is a line, if it's just a short line, do it with them just on the floor and then jump up on stage and do it when you're next to, like, when your turn's up. Yeah. That, that's so some good stuff. They kept sending Scott and I back to the practice room, especially oh. when I ended up changing... Uh, instructors twice uh, and, then, and it got to a point where we were going just back and forth trying in, the, in that main room and that's why I, I think I mean they showed it and said we got it on our sixth and seventh try I'm like that was very kind of them I think it was probably like his 11th and my 12th I mean I think they did the same thing for me and mom in Paris like they said 18th there's no way. it was probably like 50 <laughs> so we uh, we get to this point and the roadblock is done and everybody's rushing back and the first four teams they finish like so close to each other and the last group of teams finish so close to each other at the competitiveness in this season is really good there's a, there's a, there's things that are missing but there's things that are there that haven't been in other seasons and people i want people to see that and appreciate that the races for first and last don't happen every year they didn't happen on our season your fault <laughs> well that's what i said i think Honestly, in every episode, either thus far, either 
every either first or last place was five minutes or less. Um, yeah, I mean, wow. not not always both, but one or the other was always within five minutes. And it's like some people complain about the equalizers and and the and the flights all being the same thus far. But I mean, I I think it makes for interesting finishes and races for first and last. So yeah, it's that's what they were made for. So it's working this season. I'm glad it's the opposite of what our season was. Right. Um, so <laughs> leaving the roadblock, teams finish in are the uh, members that finish it are Ashley, Zach, Kurt, Dana, Sherry, Scott. Quickly followed by Tyler or no Corey. Sorry, mistake in my paper. Corey, I have to give you props for your little dance. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so. You know, we have a few issues with Bernie and Ashley going to the pit stop. It seems like their taxi took them to the wrong place. They didn't know like that it was the right one. And then by the time they figured it out and got to it, Zach and Rachel beat them to the pit stop. And Zach and Rachel, Bernie and Ashley are the two most consistent, like slow and steady. They, they don't want to pull too far ahead, don't want to pull too far back. They've been there. They don't ruffle any feathers. Yeah, and so I think this is this is where they start to rise up. When, when the teams start getting eliminated and the consistent teams start doing it, and then the strong teams like Tyler and Corey start making their little mistakes this is when those consistent teams can you know step ahead and push those teams aside so and and to go with like the cab thing it's like some days are a cab driver's first day on the job yeah. it's the most frustrating thing it's like i'm sorry you have one ballet opera house in your whole country can you take me there and you don't know where it or like is the bridge how do you take you well did you well did you, you see the, so the park was like the park was like one letter difference between the two names of the park and and some, I swear Bernie and Ashley told us also there were two bridges that were like peace bridges. I don't know. Uh-huh. Our guy knew where he was going. Um, you'll have to ask Bernie and Ashley. But I noticed on the screen when the woman was telling them the correct park, it was like one letter difference. So mm-hmm. I don't know if their cab driver just misunderstood them. I mean, I saw everyone saying it was cabotage, so to speak. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, he took up to a park with a very similar name. It's not like he was just lost driving around. No, I mean, it happens. It happens to the best of us. It happened to Mom and me in India. They took us to another garden. Instead of the Metabod Garden or whatever it was, they took us to something that looked almost similar. It yeah. happened. Melissa in the group said that, you know, it was a bummer for Bernie and Ashley that they lost first place, but they took it in stride. I mean, they weren't, like, upset at the mat. They were all congratulatory to Zach and Rachel, so. Bernie and Ashley, a steady, solid team. Like I love them. That's how I thought we were going to be. They are so supportive. Did you see they posted, I saw somebody post, I think it was, like, on Reddit somewhere. They said uh, our season was the first season where, uh, the first five teams eliminated. None of them had ever finished in the top three in any of the other previous legs, um, which apparently is the only which is apparently is the only season it's ever happened. So, wow! I think a lot of the remaining teams have been consistently toward the front of of the race for the most part. Well, there's two teams. Uh, what is it? Brody and Kurt and Dana and Matt? They've never been in the bottom half. Like yeah. Dana and Matt, technically this this led they came in fourth, which is like middle of the pack. That's their worst. 
Yeah, they've been solid. I mean, they they definitely work well together, and they're you know, one picks from my pick. Obviously, my pick from the beginning. Uh, so I think that they're dancing together, and this being the dancing challenge, it's happening late in the season. They're hitting their stride at the right time. So this could be where they settle into their groove and fight till the end. I love I love seeing these teams be so strong, and then you got the one wild card team of Cole and Sherry, who you never know if they're going to be super strong or if they're going to be you know fall back in <laughs> the back. You never yeah, know. It's almost like. On Survivor, they're the team with no alliance. Like, you don't know where they're going to go. They're staying alive. That's all that matters. Is yeah. You have to stay alive, led to led, and they are. All right, and, and uh, next week's uh, before before we get to next week's, I'm sorry. Let's uh, we we get to the finish, and it's a race for the finish. Tyler and Corey are there, but Scott and Blair finished last, and a very sad. Uh, I got to go watch this extra footage because. This footage made Diana and I both tear up, so I want to see the whole thing. We really enjoyed watching Scott and Blair and Uncle's Doubt. I Diana's did. It was pick. one of my teams. Um, I really like the relationship. I kind of have a thing, um, you know, like getting close to my dad. The older I get, I'm really trying to form that kind of relationship. So I was. it was nice to see Scott and Blair just have that naturally from, I guess, growing up as long as they've been father and daughter. Um, but, um it was tough to see them go because they're one of my picks, but also because they have such a great relationship. Yeah. Oh, James Earl, I know, I know you're, uh, he's a doctor. And then one of the reasons we moved it back to seven is because he has to go to work at eight thirty. So let's get your, uh, James Earl seal clap. I want to know who's getting it this episode. Cause there's a couple people who are in the running. Who's getting it? Are, but I'm going to, I'm going to tell you my seal clap and it's a, probably going to be a surprise. It's actually going to Ashley this week. Oh. Um, for her dance. She killed it. And I have such a girl crush on Ashley and it just keeps growing and growing. Like you have no idea. And she just attacked that challenge and did it with such confidence that it was kind of hot and I loved it. It made me happy. <laughs> nice. Nice. And I know you it was kind of hot. <laughs> I know you're waiting for this one, Corey, but uh, Diana, who are you going to put in check in this episode? Well, this is so hard for me now because putting somebody in check uh, originated because you needed to be put in check. And it's tough because, like, no teams really had that headbutt thing that, like, deserves a check. But I'm going to just put Dana in check, but then I'm going to erase it because she redeems herself at the end <laughs> with the dancing and the, I just wanted to dance. But. You know, it kind of brought me back to the cab thing with you, how I thought you were being rude to the cab driver because they didn't understand us. Um, so I just kind of had all sorts of flashbacks from Hong Kong, and it was traumatizing. <laughs> so, Dana, you were in chat, but I erased it because you did so good in the dance. So I still love you, and and I still hope you guys do well. Yeah, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna actually put give it to Kurt. I think Kurt has been carrying his team for the, for the whole season, and he hasn't gotten enough credit for it. Uh, Kurt has uh, been consistent and been the one who has a lot of different skills that I didn't expect him to have. So he's somebody who I expected that their team to do well, but I didn't expect him to have those skills that he had, and he showed a lot of them today. The little details that make all of the differences during the race. So Kurt's gonna get it for many reasons during this episode uh, as a super fan movement of the episode uh before we leave i just wanted to point out next week the previews look so good Corey, with the self-drive i'm jealous that we didn't get to drive but i'm excited to see um back. how disastrous it gets <laughs> with you guys was i looking forward to it self-drive or was it something you were scared of uh, I mean, well, the clue said, like, land at the Dubai airport, whatever, and it said go to such and such parking lot and find the marked vehicle. So everybody knew driving was coming, and everyone's like, 
is it going to be automatic? Is it going to be manual? Like what's going on? It's going to be manual. Uh, <laughs> um, so I will uh, let you guys wait to see what that is. Yes. Um, but also I'll tease a little something because, again, it's like all the coal haters out there saying coal does nothing. And they see Sherry driving. Uh, the clue was literally like, you have to be 21 years of age to drive. So Cole was not even old enough to drive oh, the vehicle. Yeah. So yeah, he was drinking anybody, milk in the finale. Anybody who's saying Cole's doing nothing and Sherry's doing everything, Cole was not allowed to drive the car, and we all kind of teased him when we got the clue, and it said, must be 21 to drive. <laughs> I, also, this so. is the episode that I, I heard about uh, at the premiere when I was lucky enough to, to sneak into the premiere with you guys. This infamous gold bathing suit that a lot yeah. of people have been talking about is cool. making its debut. They said it's even worse than those white bathing suits we wore in Rio. So. Those you gold bathing suits are just, tight. They are real tight. They're snug. That's a little snug. Yeah, they are, they're, like uh, strippers. they're like male stripper suits. Everybody complained <laughs> about theirs, and I was like, can I keep this? <laughs> oh, we have like like the guys in our cast still have their white shorts from oh, Rio. They, they told me I couldn't. I was pissed. <laughs> oh, they our boys still have those white shorts. All the girls couldn't wait to ditch their bathing suits. The boys love their short white shorts. Uh, I did smile. There's a there's a cute uh, there's a cute moment again with with uh, me and Dana in this episode coming up this weekend. Again, I hope they show it. I bet they probably won't <laughs> because they take away all of my cute moments with Dana, but uh, I'll let you guys know if it, if it makes the cut. All right. And I also, I don't, I don't know any spoilers. I don't know anything, but from the super fan eye, it looks like there's going to be a fast forward in this next leg that Kurt and Brody got to race a, a camel. Cause that doesn't look like a speed bump or a roadblock test. That it's not. looks, it's not that, a fast, I don't think it's a fast forward. I think it looks like a fast forward task to me. So that's what I'm just going to say. I don't know any spoilers and I'm sure there's spoilers out there that I already know, but <laughs> if it is a fast forward, multiple teams are going for it. So that'll be fun, but I don't think it's a fast forward. All right, we'll see what happens. What dun, else? Dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. So next week is going to be really cool. We have uh, Uchenna is going to be joining us really quick. I don't know who from the season 28 cast is joining us just yet. Uh, there's a couple people who are interested, but we're going to have Uchenna, a uh, winner of uh, season seven, uh, the guy who beat Boston Rob. Uh, he's going to be on. He wants to talk about this, this class that he's having. So he'll be on at the end of the show. Um, Corey, thank you so much for hanging out with us. You're yeah, it was awesome. really fun talking to you, Corey. Uh, I, uh, this was so much fun. I, I want to start every morning like this. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's cool. Your cast has been very uh, welcoming to us, and uh, we really enjoy interviewing you guys every week. And I'm glad you stuck around for the whole thing. It was fun. Yeah. yeah. Makes us I miss Krista have... a little less, but we still miss <laughs> <laughs> Your hair flip was just as good. Thank you. Thank you. She taught me how to do it. So I, I was like, I've got to get this just right. All right. So our doctor's got to get going. He's on call. We really appreciate each and every one of you. So please click like, subscribe, share. It all helps. It doesn't cost you anything. I'm not asking for anything but a little clicky click. Armstone. <laughs> I love you guys. Wow. You made it all the way through the podcast. If you want to continue to support the Races Recap, please check us out at racesrecap.com.